Hello and welcome to Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast, where we are learning to turn our eating habits into a spiritual practice. I'm Sensei. I want to welcome you from wherever you're listening in the world. I also want to say a heartfelt thank you to all of my followers, my supporters, my clients, and my students. Without your support, I simply couldn't do what I do. I'm excited about today's episode, so with no further ado, let us begin. And welcome back. Today we are discussing what it really is like to feel good. Now, so many people say they want to feel good and they pursue this in many different ways. Unfortunately, a lot of it is destructive. One of those ways in which one seeks to feel good often has to do with eating food and eating a particular type of food. Maybe you have a food that when you eat, you say, ah, yes, this makes me feel good or it will make me feel good. And then after you eat it, sometime after, you either feel guilty or you feel worse. Perhaps in a relationship, you have taken verbal, physical, or emotional abuse for an extended amount of time. But during that same period, there are those moments when your partner is loving, makes you laugh, is not abusing you. But do you feel good about that? Eventually, no, you don't. And so on this podcast, we are really focusing on developing a spiritual practice out of our eating habits, our relationships with food. And this emotion, feeling good, is such a universal desire. Everyone wants to feel good. And when you look out in the world, there are so many companies, individuals offering all sorts of products and services to make you feel good. In fact, there are some people who tell you this will make you feel good. Well, I can tell you after more than a decade of counseling many different types of people on so many different issues, all the kinds that cause one to suffer, have pain. To be honest with you, this pursuit of wanting to feel good is quite often something that is brought to my attention. That is, people are saying to me, Sensei, I don't feel good in one way or another. It could be psychologically, it could be emotionally, it could be physically. And today I want to address the biological, the biological level of feeling good. And perhaps in another episode, we'll explore emotional or spiritual or even psychological. But today, I want to focus on what it feels good, what it's like to feel good in your body. Is this something that you desire? 
Is it part of your daily experience that you actually feel good in your body? Well, today I'm going to issue a challenge based upon the myriad of people that I have counseled when we talk about this aspect of feeling good and especially as it relates to the body, since that's our focus today. When you think about feeling good, I want you right now just to think about in your mind, what are the times in which you feel good in your body? As I mentioned before, one of those might be when you're eating your favorite meal or something that you enjoy eating. Perhaps you feel a bit of euphoria when you are with your lover or your partner. Maybe you're engaged in some form of physical activity, exercise, so you have endorphins pumping, a lot of the good hormones, some level of dose that is dopamine oxytocin, serotonin, endorphins, etc. And all of these can be certainly contributors to feeling good, even if it's short-lived. But I want you to have an extended, ever-expanding experience of goodness, of feeling good. And it has to start with a very strong shift in your consciousness today. It must happen today. And that is, I have observed a very low standard, a very low standard. I don't know if a standard could be lower than this for which people set to gauge whether they feel good or not. What is your standard? Feeling good in your body. What does that mean? Is it healthy? So what is the standard that I often hear from people? And if they don't state it explicitly, their actions, the way they live their life, implicitly states this as their standard, and that is the absence of pain. Again, we're talking about on the biological level. On a given day, if your back, knee, arm, shoulder, stomach, whatever, choose the body part or number of body parts if you like, are actually not in pain, you are interpreting that as feeling good. Wrong, 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 wrong. Such a low standard. The absence of pain does not equal feeling good. Now that just might be all you desire is not to feel the pain. And unfortunately, society has fed into that. They know that this is the weakness in the minds of many people. So therefore, so many different types of distractions are offered. And this is true from pharmaceuticals to online media, many different types of diversions, if you will, that mask the pain felt in the body. 
that distract you from the deeper levels of the presence of pain. Because unless that pain is a seven, eight, or nine, you call it a good day. If it only hurts half as bad today, if I only have a little bit of a headache, if I just have a headache rather than a migraine, that's a victory. We have to change this. This is unacceptable. This is not good. So we have to become aware of now what it actually means to feel good on the biological level. Because if we can no longer hold on to this really low standard of the absence of pain sufficing for feeling good, then we have to actually introduce something into our minds that we can focus on. So this has become a singular focus about what it means to actually feel good. So rather than talking about the downside, which you're probably already familiar with, or you know someone who's quite familiar with the downside of feeling bad, I want to focus on some things that you may not be aware of that would be signs actually that you actually are feeling good on the biological level. One of those things is this. If after eating a meal, you are using the restroom, going to the bathroom, having a bowel movement within 40 minutes or less after that meal, you're feeling good. Don't misunderstand what I'm saying. I'm not saying that going to the bathroom or the bowel movement is a thing that makes you feel good. I'm telling you that you're in a good state. This is a sign that you actually really feel good. I once had a conversation with a, a man who, who desperately needed to lose some weight. And as we were having a conversation, he mentions to me that, uh, you know, in terms of going to bath bathroom, it's like not a hassle for him because that usually only happens like once a day that he has a bowel movement. And he said it with such pride. And I thought to myself, wow, how sad that here's a full adoption of literally not feeling good and adopting it as a sign of convenience. So this would be a sign of actually feeling good. So if this is not happening with you, it is a sign that though you may not feel pain, something is wrong. Something deeper needs to be addressed. Another sign that you actually feel good. How do you sleep? What is your sleep like? Do you wake up in the morning and feel energized and fired up and ready for your day without the need for a coffee or a pick-me-up or something else like that? Do you wake up every morning and I'll dial it back just a little bit for you. Do you wake up the majority of your mornings? Out of seven days, do you wake up five or six of those ready to go, fully energized, ready, restful night of sleep? If so, that's feeling good. If not, that's not feeling good. Ask 
after you eat a meal? Do you have gas problems, digestive problems, indigestion, heartburn? Any of these types of symptoms related to this? That's not feeling good. After you eat, you should feel satiated. And if you're eating to not be hungry rather than to be full, you will feel good. After eating, are you feeling like you need to go lay on the couch or fall asleep? Do you get drowsy? Or do you feel like, hey, I'm ready for the next thing? I could walk around the block. I can tell you as a martial artist, as part of the warrior code amongst many cultures, a basic or general rule of thumb about eating is that you should be able to run after eating. Because in the life of the warrior, at any moment's time, you may have to fight. So if you're eating to get full, then you're making yourself vulnerable. You're doing a disservice both to yourself and, the, and those you're responsible for protecting. So that's a very high standard, and it's a standard that I like. But being that you are not presently in the role, uh, uh, the role of warrior, you may be in the role of mother or father partner, spouse, leader, worker, meaning your physical well-being does have an impact on those within your community, your social circles, your family circle. So after eating, are you feeling energized? This means you feel good. If you are feeling lethargic and sleepy and lazy, this is not a good thing. And this I can tell you, and especially if you have grown up in America or in Western culture where uh, we have here Thanksgiving, but you can choose any holiday. And look across cultures about how people view feeling sleepy and tired and full after eating a meal as feeling good. Your body is actually saying something is wrong. But mentally, culturally, traditionally, we have said, oh, this is a good thing. That was a good meal. That you literally stuff yourself until you're nearly comatose. That's not good. So we have food, we have sleep. We have the bodily functions. Are you sweating from walking up one flight of stairs? Why? When it comes to liquids, water, does your palate, do you crave water every day? Many people don't. And so they've come up with all these flavored, sugary waters that further pollute not only your palate, but your entire body. And people say, hey, yeah, like I'm getting my water in. Do you crave water? If you crave water, 
then you are feeling good. If you do not crave water, something is wrong. So I hope you're starting to get what I'm seeing. Most of the things that you're taking as signs of feeling good is actually something has just been masked. Your pain threshold maybe is higher. Or even worse, your ability to even know what it's actually like to be in a body that feels good. That has nothing to do with being young. I hear this oftentimes with uh, more mature adults in age. Ah, oh, you know, I wish I could feel young again. You can feel great at any age. And yes, as we age, things are going to happen. Things snap, crackle, and pop more. But that means you have to change. You have to change. So what? So that you can feel good. And if you were able to run and jump and, you know, ride a bike and all these things, surf, whatever the case may be, swim, play sports, when you were a youth or a teenager or young adult and you say, well, I can't do that anymore, then you have to find something else to do. Something commensurate with what your body can do. But to use as an excuse not to move, again, this is a sign of not feeling good. But when your body wants to move, because look, for whatever we can say about the human body, I think it's fair to say that the desire to move is just built in. And when you lose that desire to move, when you'd rather sit, 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 sit all day, when you prefer to do that, when you prefer to, to sit down and be stationary, This is a sign that you don't feel good. But while you're sitting, you say, ah, this feels great. All the while, your back muscles, your stomach muscles, atrophy. Do you know what it's like to really feel good? The absence of pain does not mean that you feel good. In fact, there are many diseases and ailments that when they get in their worst state, you no longer can see the symptoms of it. And we call this, wow, this person, quote unquote, dropped dead. They were here and then this happened. And yes, they were having some problems. Then, boom, they were gone. So this standard of the absence of pain means I feel good. We must do away with that today and start looking at what a well-functioning body, a body that you would feel good in, its experience, not based upon diversions, not based upon things that you take to mask that which has been neglected or ignored. I want you to feel good. I feel good in my body. And I've put my body to the paces. And 
I can go through a long list of things because of that physical activity that would justify me being able to say, well, you know, the absence of pain would be good enough. I've done so much movement in life, I deserve to stop. It's okay for me to become overweight. It's okay for me not to know uh, what I'm eating and what it's doing to me. No, but I don't take that pace. I've dislocated my shoulder, broken several of my toes, fractured ankles, broken thumb, bruised ribs, was hit by a car when I was a kid. And I mean, the car actually hit my body. I was not in another car. Had concussions, bloody nose, nearly bit my tongue in half. (laughs) And the list goes on, right? So I share that with you to say that whatever you're feeling, there are some extremes. There's extreme pain, which are many of the things that I just explained to you. Missing cartilage in the knee, had knee surgery, all of that. But even with all of that, because I have the juxtaposition of knowing what it's like to feel good, which is more than the absence of pain, then I can share this with you. Then you can start to say, hmm, well, what are some other signs of goodness? The focus in this culture is always on illness. Oh, you probably have this. Do you wake up feeling like this? Oh, you probably need this. And we'll give you this pill. Now, it may make you blind, but hey, that kidney thing, you won't feel it. It's ridiculous. And I care about you and you should care about yourself enough to actually want to feel good. Not some pseudo goodness, but real authentic feeling good in your body. That's what you should desire. And it's not enough to want it. You have to find out what are the signs of a body that feels good. Because there are plenty of objective markers. Some of which I just shared with you. And I'd love to share more with you. So that you can recalibrate and kind of rethink what it means to feel good. If you would like some assistance with this, please go to plantpoweredbuddhist.com, go to the contact page, send me a message, and let's get you on the path, a real path. You've tried this, you've tried that, you've masked, you started something, you failed, you've succeeded a little bit here. But most of that is built upon diversions, temporary band-aids. Let's first get you understanding on a deep level what a functioning body that feels good looks like, feels like. And we're not talking about necessarily weight and this, that, and the other. In fact, I'm talking about real tangible day-to-day experience of your life being enriched because you feel good in your body.
I recently wrote a book called Eat Like a Buddha. This could be a great primer for you to get your mind in a certain mindset. It's available on Amazon in both paperback and hardcover, Eat Like a Buddha. Secondly, if you found anything valuable in this episode or any other episode, and you're listening somewhere where you can leave a review, please do so. And lastly, if you would like to assist my work monetarily, there's a link in the description here that is either clickable or you can cut and paste into your browser and begin supporting my efforts for as little as $1 a month. Until next time, peace and blessings. And that concludes this episode of Plant Powered Buddhist Podcast. I want to thank you again for joining me today. I also want to quickly mention several ways in which you can support my work. One, wherever you're listening to this podcast or this episode right now, if there's the ability to leave a review or a five-star rating, I would definitely appreciate that. Secondly, if you'd like to learn more about my background, my books, the services that I offer, where my social media sites are, or you'd like to invite me to speak publicly, please visit plantpoweredbuddhist.com. You can do all of that there. Third, if you have a family member, a friend, or a colleague who you think would benefit from my content, please share this episode or my podcast with that person or those people. Lastly, in this episode that you just listened to, there is a clickable link. And if it's not clickable, you can cut and paste it into your browser. That will take you to a page where you can begin to support my work monetarily on a monthly basis for as little as $1 a month. If you could find it in your heart to do any of those things, I would deeply appreciate it. Until next time, peace and blessings.